But I was going into Toshi Station, Toshi Station, Toshi Station, Toshi Station. But I was going into Toshi Station to pick up some power converter. Power converter. Going into Toshi Station to pick up some power converter. Toshi Station, Toshi Station, Toshi Station. Power converter. Hello and welcome to Toshi Station Radio, where we sell power converters and talk about X-wing. It is starting to get too damn hot to uh, unload power converters, so while we're waiting for the air conditioning to kick in in the store, let's talk about some X-Wing. I'm Matt Newt. I'm Doug Howe. I'm Alex Spittle. And I'm Port Jenkins. And... Can I just say, real quick, that I like the implication that we're just recording this real-time in the store as we wait for the air conditioning to kick on? That is what I thought doing. that was amusing. Nice. We play around with this suspension of disbelief, man. Yeah, I know. I liked it. That was my point. I liked it. Well, we do have X-Wing news and goings on, uh, but first, what have we been up to? It's been about three weeks since we last recorded. Outside of X-Wing, uh, has anything exciting happened? I've been playing a lot of Zelda. Yeah, I mean, Zelda. How is the new Zelda? I have everybody telling it's... me, like, it's the game I need to get a Switch for. I mean, that was true for the first Zelda on Switch, but... Breath of the yeah. Wild was a very good game, and this took everything I liked about Breath of the Wild, made it better, and then added a bunch of new stuff that I really like. Awesome. It is really uh, cool. It, it uh, is. It's one of my top four games of all time. You can combine food and weapons? Yes, I mean, you can combine yeah, anything and anything. Yeah. I have seen like stats for a butter sword, and immediately I was like, you had my curiosity, but now you have my attention. I stuck a minecart on a stick and used it as a hammer, so... Yeah. <laughs> So there's shield surfing, and you can put you can fuse a minecart to your shield, and then it becomes a skateboard. There's there's nonsense all over the place. Yeah, it's a great game. Highly recommend if you have or haven't played Zelda games. Yeah, maybe you probably don't even need to play Breath of the Wild to play Tears of the Kingdom, really. No, if you just watch like a recap of what the story was, that's enough. Although okay. Breath of the Wild is a very it's, good game. Yeah, I mean it's, it's a solid game too. I mean, this is going to date me, but the last. Zelda game I played was Link to the Past on the Super Nintendo. So that is going to date you. <laughs> I have well, no, I did own an N sixty four, but I didn't have whatever Zelda was on it because I don't think it had a Zelda game. It at had release. two Zelda games, but not, not at release. release. No, I, at release I, games were Star Wars Episode One Pod Racer. Yeah, I, I had uh, the Shadows of the Empire and uh, Pilot Wings, which probably explains why I like X Wing. Ah, what about you, Greg? How have the uh, porglets been? Well, we've all been good. Um, I'm really trying to think if there's been anything that we've done that's fascinating since the last time we podcasted. Well, as of the last time we recorded, uh, the three of us got together and headed across I-70 out to St. Louis. All four of us were there. Down. All four of us were there. Did I say all four of us? You said three of us. us. I'm so used to it only being three of us. We did have all four of us. That was great. Uh, oh, it's because in my notes I didn't count myself. You're right, man. <laughs> Are you going to make it to this episode? It's been a day. Let me tell you, man. Like, getting promoted at work has it's the worst my, idea ever. I know. I love the extra money, but I am working so much more. I haven't had a soft second at work since like February of last year when I got promoted. I'm like, I had so much downtime at work before this. I'm like, I'm going to be able to buy a Switch and I'm not going to have any time to play it. Ah. That is true. But we did all have time to go out to Kansas, uh, from Kansas City to St. Louis. Uh, most of us stayed with our uh, friend of the podcast and father to at least 25% of the podcast, Bob Howe. Uh, Alex stayed with his uh, supposed family. So strong. I imagine ah. they, if they listen to this podcast, they might take up words. Do they? But they no. Why would they listen to this they, podcast? They absolutely do not. Why would Don't they? Like Don't they don't play X Wing. I tried to teach my dad X Wing once. He said, "I can't be a Death Star. I don't want to play." And that was it. Like <laughs> that is that is well, an that is absolutely fair, fair assessment, is, though. Fair. fair. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. My parents don't even know the name of our podcast. So they know that I quote unquote am on a podcast, and that's as far as they know. Yeah, uh, but the Midwest Scrub Down put on by our friendly uh, rivals from across the state, the Midwest Scrubs. Uh, it was a wonderful tournament. 42 players from all over the Midwest showed up, including uh, seven of us from Kansas City and eight, if you count our friend Brian, who has now relocated to St. Louis. Uh, it's the first tournament that all four of us traveled to since Warfare Weekend, all the way back in uh, 2019. So that was pretty great, actually. Uh 
Well, to give some spoilers, uh, Greg and I did not make day two. Doug and Alex did. How did we all do? Um, I, I went, made day two. Well, that is true. I went two <laughs> or three. I took an FO list, uh, tried to do some bombers plus the Ember. Uh, Doug made that suggestion last podcast. Thank you. Um, and, but I didn't, I didn't fare too well, but I had a lot of fun games, and the tournament was amazing. It was put on very well. I enjoyed mm-hmm. it a lot. Yeah, I brought the uh, quad U wings with selfless, and also finished two and three. Uh, Brian, our friend, also finished two and three. Uh, he was playing an Empire list, wasn't he, Doug? No, he was playing Scum. He was, he was playing Scum. That's right. Uh, he was Boba. Kane and Boba. Ketsu. Uh, Ketsu. Ketsu. Okay, that's right, because it was an extended tournament. And then uh, our two of our local players, Justin and Sarah, both went two and three after. Driving, getting off work at 5 a.m. that morning and driving all the way to St. Louis, managing to go two and three is pretty impressive. Uh, but our buddy Matt Ritz went three and two and made day two. Uh, Doug, what was your Swiss uh record? I went three and two in Swiss, three and two as well. And uh, Smittle, top of the heap, uh, at four and one. Yes, pretty good. So, uh, he's got a special thing. How far did you guys get in uh, the cut? I went out in the top 16. Uh, I mean, I went on a good run. I made it to the top four and uh, lost to the eventual runner-up, Lexi Bell, who was nice. running a Defender Vader with the Tylee configuration. Yeah, that's so, pretty gnarly. Yeah, she uh, pretty uh, brave to take that. Uh, you know, a lot of people really, when the Tylee came out, we certainly slagged off on it and didn't think it was as good, but she turned okay. Vader into an absolute she- brawler. She had a great tournament, but I still do not believe in the elite configuration. <laughs> like, one well, tournament you, does not prove anything. The smaller your sample size, the less room for error. You think without the shuttle, it wouldn't be as good? The shuttle definitely helped, because it was uh, she was running <laughs> Defender Vader, Psy, Aiden, and Moff Gideon. And so it was essentially Psy just coordinated to Vader permanently to give him additional actions, and then Moff Gideon... Excuse me. Prevented ships from getting mods, so then you have essentially two Vader shots a turn. Like between, mm-hmm. she had cluster missiles and HLC, so she's throwing six to seven fully modified dice at somebody who can't modify their dice. So Vader did a good job of deleting a ship a turn. Yeah, t- Vader killed Kets- my Ketsu in one turn. Yeah, um, Fenral Vadered Vader. So, oh my gosh, yikes! Uh, it was gnarly but- though. Yeah, the tournament overall was won by Will Scott, who came in as the number 16 seed, uh, took home the fancy lightsaber with a Republic list. Uh, And I had to look at the list three times before I remembered that the Edda has a cannon slot. Uh, There's Anakin with Trickshot, HLC, R7A7, and Shield Upgrade. Contrail with Crackshot, Chopper, and the Besh title. Click with R3 Astromech, Besh Title, and Proton Bombs, and then uh, Siege of Coruscant, Wolf, and Jag. That, you know, I think Siege of Coruscant, man, is, has it been a while since something's had that much good in one pack? It's like everything from that expansion has turned out to be pretty close to awesome, all of those pre-cons. Everything's got a place in a list somewhere. There is no trash in that pack. Oddball, maybe, but... Yeah, but still, well, they improve I mean, the ability well, with Oddball. Yeah, talk, right? We're talking about previous points as well. That's true, and we'll get to that in a bit. Uh, but it was an extended tournament. What cool extended stuff did we see there? Well, Doug, what did you bring to the tournament? Uh, I had Thigh with Palpatine and Vinder. They were both extended ships. Vinder in the gunboat, and then Boy Vader and Gideon. Nice. Cool. Uh, I brought yeah. all standard ships, like a uh, you know terrible, yeah. boring person. I'm to be fair, I was pretty bored with Finder by the end of that tournament. <laughs> I don't enjoy it very much. You don't uh, like just just too harding all the time. Yeah, I was gonna say too hard, too hard. Yeah, that's true. And um, Alex, you brought a scum list as well with uh, Ketsu. I brought Fen Q9 and Ketsu. Um, it was very fun. Can't wait for Ketsu to be in standard again. <laughs> I'd imagine, hopefully, the uh, 
Ahsoka series will have the Shadowcaster in it. There's, I mean, you know, it's in Rebels. I mean, it's already in the already series. Canon I know, but I want I want to see it in live action. Oh, live action! I thought you meant like for more for like quick quick release. Oh no, I'm thinking yeah, would... mostly also because I want to see Ketsu in live action because you know I love the yeah. character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, it should be there. It could be. Could be. Um, my favorite extended ship that I saw was flown by Mark Myers. And it wasn't Benny, but it was Resistance Bomber. Which one did he fly? Was it Benteen? Ben, yeah, Benteen. And Ben's the one that can drop a bomb nope. touching. Nope, which uh, one is Benteen's oh. the one that assigns the rattled rattled condition. Yeah, it used to be Cobalt uh, Leader. He's That's one right. of the two five point ones. Is what he is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He's one of. He's not not Cat. I think Cat yeah. is the other five point one. Yes, Cat's the other five point one. Yeah. So okay. And Mark did. Incredibly well. Was he the top resistance player? Yes. Yeah. And he made close. And yeah. Made and we did. Top, we didn't say it. Oh, lost to Lexi in the top sixteen. 16. No, yeah. he lost to me in the top sixteen because. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Mark had two losses: one in Swiss against me, and one in the cut against me. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> Imagine losing to Doug. Yeah. I don't Indeed. have to. It happens often enough. Yeah. Uh, our father Bob Howe also played in the tournament and. Had a fun time, but was mostly there just to play in the Legacy Tournament the second day. Yep. But he did have a good time. So. Oh, yeah. Everybody at the Legacy Tournament was like they were having a blast. I think they all realized how broken that game is, though. <laughs> they, like, you I, hear I them talk about comments. it, and it was like, this game is so broken, I love it. And I'm like, all right. Yeah. All I know is that while I was playing the cut, I heard people in the Legacy Tournament trying to figure out who won the game at the end of time. And I remembered having to deal with adding up the 200 points and not knowing who was winning the game at any point in time. And I'm so yeah. glad I don't have to do that. I don't anymore. miss that like, at all. Yeah. It, it was always something of the game that I didn't like, not that I couldn't grasp, but that I like tried to grasp. And it was just like, mm-hmm. I was like trying to do the math. And then I started to estimate, well, then you still don't know for sure. So yeah, this zero to 20, so much better. Yeah. And yeah. because of objective scoring, you just keep track of who's in the lead at any point in the game. And it's just much clearer. Like, Right, yeah, it didn't happen often, but I did have that. games where the game would end, and my opponent didn't realize he'd lost until he counted up the points. Yeah, and yeah. that's the thing. I look back on so many of my games where had I known the score at any given point, yeah. I would have played much differently. Yeah, which, I mean, that was something I actively... Yeah, I actively kept a total in my head. And, and But it was annoying to do, and I'm glad yeah. I don't have to do it anymore. It and you could be wrong. Yeah. And that's why you guys are pros and we're normal. I mean... We just devoted our entirety of our being for our 20s towards X-Wing. That's really what it was. You know what? And it shows. It shows. <laughs> that wasn't supposed to be as mean as that. <laughs> it was supposed to be a compliment. I'm pretty it was. Sure. But... It was supposed to be a compliment because you guys are better than us. But it sounded really bad. I did not mean that. <laughs> the implications were there. Indeed. But speaking of good vibes, uh, one of the things that's awesome about the Midwest Scrub Down is that everybody gets prizes thanks to the awesomely donated prizes on their wall, and they do drawings every round to make sure everybody goes away with something. What do we all get from that? I got. I got. Oh, go ahead, Greg. I got a token organizer that says Arch Alliance on it. Nice. That's the one that got that little magnetized top? Yeah. That's pretty cool. I got a card binder with a CLT altar in it. Ooh, nice. What'd you walk away with, Alex? I, along with the top and scum prize of the sweet Fang Fighter, um, I got an Obi-Wan Kenobi, or Ben Kenobi action figure with a green lightsaber from 1996. That's pretty sweet. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty cool. Literally, it is pretty cool. I was like, I'm going to grab that. And then like, you made some, you made like a comment about it, and I was like, I looked at you, and I was like, oh wait, is he gonna? And then you like reached out, and I was like, no, and that's why it took me so long to figure out what I wanted. I don't think that's how that went. <laughs> well, it did in my head. That's fair. I don't remember how it went, to be honest. But yeah, 1996. No, you were confident, and you just walked up and you said, "I'm picking an Obi Wan." That's right. I, I wanted like, Obi Wan. Oh, Everything yeah. else was not Obi Wan, and I was like, "This is Obi Wan." I think that's what you said. Yeah. I think that sounds like something I'd have said. <laughs> I, however, think I came out on top with a late pick of the uh, awesomest prize, which is a little 3D printed uh, 
smiley dumpster fire uh, little like adorable mascot miniature that now sits on my shelf overlooking my X-Wing stuff so as to properly convey the 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 true spirit of X-Wing, that being that the strongest iron is forged in the fires of the dumpster. <laughs> as it says on the Midwest Ch- Scrub Challenge coins that we got for early registration, those of us who did. Nope, uh, got them anyway. Got them anyway? They were yeah, nice. the yeah. in the bags. Sweet. Yeah, so, they were just trying to get people to preach just so they knew how many people they'd have. Yeah. <laughs> well, good for them. Yeah, we also got bags full of some fun swag. Uh, and again, thank you to Miniature Market for hosting and the uh, scrubs themselves, Clinton, Emily, and Dan and Matt for putting on a great tournament. Uh, they, they ran it well. Indeed, Gold Squadron came down to stream it. They had a Gold Squadron streaming table, and Miniature Market had a streaming table up. Shout uh, out, Nick Sperry. How about them Cardinals now? <laughs> All right. Yeah. <laughs> are, are we? Uh, are, are the cards above thirty uh, percent? Well above thirty percent. Oh, yeah, it's fifty that they aim for, but they're yeah. like what seven games? There are no. They're close. They're, se- they're six games under now, but they're also yeah. only one game back of the Cubs, who were above five hundred when Nick Sperry uttered his. Blasphemy. Yeah, Yeah, the Royals still suck worse. So FTC. Yeah. All right. But yeah, scrub down. Great time. Uh, We've actually got a local tournament coming up uh, this Friday, as most of you might be listening to this if you're listening to it on release day, uh, at our local game cafe in Independence, Missouri. It's going to be a tournament. Using the new points, which dropped at the end of last week, and we've had the weekend to kind of think about them, and we're going to talk about them for a bit. First off, uh, they did add points for the uh, standardized loadouts in the new starter packs that are going to be coming out later this month. Some of those have been pretty interesting. They all appear to be... Are all of the standard loadouts priced the same as their non-loadout? Nope. Uh, I haven't seen what all the standard loadouts are. I believe they're all just with the regular cards, though, so... Yeah, I mean, so one example is um, current Mera, customizable Merrick is a four-point chip with ten loadout, and the starter pack Merrick is six points, but he has elusive outmaneuver afterburners, which is uh, 20- More than that, 20... Oh, yeah, because afterburners went down. So he had 24 points of loadout. Okay, so that that does make some sense then. Uh, but yeah, they're all going to be fun. A lot of stuff went down in points. A lot of stuff went down in points, but down in loadout. Uh, so without like hard nerfing anything, a lot of things have just changed. It's far too early to say anything about the meta, but man, we've had a lot of fun the last couple days with list building. It's been a while since I think everybody's been this excited. Yeah. So one thing on that is uh, it was an, it was interesting to see what the like average casual X Men player likes in list building because a lot of people really hated this change because ships lost loadout even if they got cheaper. Like I saw multiple posts complaining about Wedge being worse because he went from six points to five, but he went from what was his loadout before like 14, 16, something like that. Something like that to, to, to nine. nine. Yeah. And it's like, now you can't bring your purse on torpedoes or your outmaneuver on wedge. And that, that really made people unhappy, which is a bummer. Um, for me personally, I, I love this change. This is, this is what I wanted. Like if there was a big shift up, I wanted chips to become cheaper and loadout to be less so that there's less card bloat and more cool stuff on the table. I have literally only one thing to say about this points change. Fenrao is six points. See you at the we'll end of the podcast. Of <laughs> <laughs> Heck, Fenrau's even five points in Rebels, and people are seriously now looking at him as, you know, oh, hey, without Alpha Strikes out there in the in the way we're used to, Fenrau at five points in Rebels could be a great power piece. I mean, he's still Fenrau, different ability, but a Fang Fighter at I-6 is nothing to sneeze at. Yeah. Uh, also, just in general, Rebels got so many ships that were cheaper, but lost the ability to take proton torpedoes, and I really like it. I know people love proton torpedoes, but Rebels are so much more interesting of a faction when it isn't Alpha Strike the list. Yeah, which is what yeah. they've been for a <clears throat> long time. Like, <laughs> yeah, the 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 protorps really kind of defined them, and then they yeah people didn't. Well, some people got adventures, but 
Yeah. Uh, hilariously, I was joking that they changed enough points in the upgrades to uh, make most of my selfless U-Wing list no longer work. But then they actually increased the loadout on the U-Wings to where you can... You can build a different version of it. Uh, you can't do a lot of the nasty tricks you could with uh, contraband and stuff like that. But a different version of that list is still possible. Although I do think this time I'm actually going to leave it in the the history books where it belongs and move along to try some other things new. And bo- there are a lot of new things to try out there. Uh, man. Rebels got four point arcs. Every faction has mascots again. Uh, Not every faction, but most of them. Nope. Uh, is there first order doesn't have any mascots? Oh, okay, that's uh, fair. Yeah, they don't need any. I think they might be the only ones. Yeah, yeah they don't yeah. need any favors. Screw those guys. Uh, but so without going into like super deep dive detail and everything, what's some stuff we're all real excited about to see in these changes? I already said my one thing. So. Yeah, you're, you're, yeah, you got a, a more affordable Fenrir. I mean, what you else know? is there? Like, who All cares? The other it's less books? than... Yeah, those so are cool, too. Like, so talk about those, that's the point. I, We're on a podcast. What about the rest of the things that went down to four? Well, Alex, I mean, you, I'm actually you, less enthused about the stuff that went down to four. Yeah, yeah. you were flying Fen at seven points in some lists. In uh, all lists. Well, what can you do with him now at six points in Scum? Well, it's all different because everything in Scum is cheaper. Right. So, so what what does the Fen list look like now? He's not limited to free ship lists. Yeah, I don't know. Like there's so many more options. I I have made a couple of lists, but there's like um, I I can't say what the Fen list is going to be off right right off the bat. Okay, well, it's something you've been trying. Well, I haven't tried it. I haven't got a chance to play a game yet, but I uh Yeah, I mean, I'm fan. I'm honestly looking at a Fenrau 5 ship list. Yeah, I mean, there's only one combination of Fenrir five ship lists. So I think we probably have the same one. Um, but then, like Fen, Manaru, Kanan, and Tarok. What's the other ship? Yeah, Tarok. Yeah. Tarok's five points. Did Manaru come down, or did she? Now Manaru did not change at all. Okay. But Dengar's down to six. That's pretty interesting. Oh. Mm-hmm. Um, I can run Fen, Dengar, Han, and an autopilot drone on Han for twenty points. So nice. Triple I sixes is definitely. A list that'll happen to someone. Did maybe. all of the uh, modified YVs come down? Han did to... not. Han did not. Okay, so the customized YVs are five, 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 six. Yes, they have five points for a YT, even if it's the scum YT. That. Yeah, it I looked seems... at it really hard. I couldn't find. Yeah, the thing is, like, a reason. <laughs> if you're only going to bring one five-point large spaceship. Like, you'd still bring Manaro before any of the the white. Yeah, like, but is five points the cheapest large base ship now? I don't know. Uh, no, no, nothing dropped below four yeah. at large base. I mean, I, I, know, four, I, I have no idea. Manaro was four at one point. Yeah, but yeah, but yeah, Manaro was four at one point. Those are cool days. Hmm. Um, I got some stuff in first order that I'm go for about. it. Really? Oh yes. You mean his favorite faction? I know. Second favorite you know, faction? A faction that got a lot of buffs. Like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> faction got a lot of buffs. It's, it's reasonable um, to be excited about literally any faction. So Von Reg is down to five. Uh, Midnight down to three, and then all of the uh, silencers are five points except for Kylo, who is seven. Yeah. And so that's an exciting one. Yeah. Um, Oh, damn, Kylo's still seven? That's a little yeah. surprising. But he gained yeah, a talent. So much stuff, oh, that's right. Yeah, he gained yeah, a talent. Yeah, and so yeah. much stuff came down that just kind of makes it more un- less awkward. Yeah, his math is I think if better. you play FO, you should strongly look at at um, Blackout as like a Grievous adjacent ship now. Because he's... An I-5 silencer for five points with 12 loadout is really, really good. Yeah. I think people forget how tanky a silencer with just a focus token every turn is. Yeah. Three jillion six health takes forever to chew through. Mm-hmm. Mm. Uh, two of the bombers came down to three. Yeah, uh, um, Breach and Scorch. Uh, Dread and Scorch. Dread and Scorch. Breach is the I-5 one. Um, so, yeah, so two of those. So those were four points, like when I went to St. Louis. And so now they're... Poor Breach is still five. They really do not want him to be good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they, yeah, the rest are four, and then he's five. Um, 
And then Kylo in the Whisper is five now. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's something to look at. Uh, still a weird ship, so it could be good. I don't know. Five points for an agile ship with three, three force. Fours. What do they think they are, Republic? True. Yeah, I mean, literally, other than the G, every ship in FO had at least a pilot come down a point. Mm-hmm. Usually multiples. I do like that we saw the uh, the the tie FO trio uh, DT Scorch and uh, Mallors, or DT and Scorch at least came down in points. Uh, so and load to, out, yeah. to load up, yeah, to and six points. Out, so yeah. yeah, no more no more shield upgrade on them, uh, which to be fair is annoying because on a three agility ship, that extra shield just make some even more but they're still great pieces because you know they're they're just they feel less oppressive and uh i like how the parts of fo that i hated seeing on the table being like those hard to kill tie fighters and things like that have been changed but not taken out of the game completely and i look forward to losing to this new fo you know stuff Oh, it's gonna happen. That's my been my kryptonite, man. That's a good point, though. It, they're still very efficient. Everything, mm-hmm. and even though they got the buff, just like probably every faction, they did have those people, these those pieces that are they got taken down in the loadout, uh, in the loadout column, um, mm-hmm. and they're still efficient, but they're just not like you said, like oh, it's just auto include. I could do my shield upgrade and just be annoying. Um, right, and I'm not, and I'm not trying to say that those ships are like a negative play experience or anything. It's just that I personally have been victimized by them because I tend to play lists that are very weak against high agility, hard to kill ships. Yeah, I, I think the big thing with the nerf to DT and Scorch is they're no longer borderline auto include in first order. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, I don't think there were any successful first order lists that didn't include at least one of them. But most of them had both, and then Malaris was also almost always in there. But um, that's good, though, right? Yeah, yeah. and now yeah. with with all of the other ships coming down, like if you're if you have to choose between like the three three pointers for nine points or like a five pointer and a four pointer, it's actually a discussion now rather than you should probably just take those three. Yeah, right. and now you have midnight at three, mm-hmm. and just you know, there's there's more options like we said. So uh, very true, very true. Yep. Uh, some of the things that I remember, as soon as these things came out, I started, the first thing I looked at was, are generics playable again? And the answer is, yes, they always have been, but it's not, it's rarely, if ever, going to be the best option. But just for giggles, you can, you can run five Blade Squadron B-Wings with proton cannons and just be a jousting nightmare for like one or two rounds. Uh, I'm not going to say that's good, but it must be fun to put... I want to try that on the table at least once, just to say, F everything else, I'm going to have nothing but just four damage. Because that could be 20 dice of damage with auto crits coming at uh, the opponent's list, and just the hilarity of doing that ice on b-wings but sure yeah, <laughs> it's away they're fanned out all pointed yeah. at the center perfectly that'd be a hell of play if that happened like, you can but realistically if you want a beefy list like that you can do the two four point named b-wings yes. and the three named arcs yeah, Ruffles. which is that yeah. was my next thing. You know, four point arcs again, and they did take away their crew slot, so uh, some of the combo shenanigans are no longer there, but they're still quite strong. Uh, I know, Doug, you had just made a list that had Ibtisam with Ezra Gunner, and I remember going, uh, "No, that's a turret ability. No, you just bring it it's for force uh, the force. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a force point. It's, it's a force point, point. and." Ibtisam is the, hey, maybe I'll get an action after I K-turn, maybe I won't. Oh, I've got the force either way. And that's... that's yeah, I mean, yeah. that that's literally just... Arcs are relatively efficient, jousting ships at four points. Put mm-hmm. a force point on on it. And now he's just target lock force every turn. And then when he K-turns or, you know, does a three-turn or whatever, sometimes he still is target lock force. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I haven't seen a lot of people talking about changes to uh, the Empire. Um, 
Empire had the most nerfs of any faction, and they did get some buffs, but they're... Um, I don't know. Like, I think... Uh, as I was talking about it with some people, for a lot of people, Empire is kind of like their go-to competitive faction, but if they play more factions, they always look at the other ones first, because mm-hmm. Empire's competitive lists are always kind of the same. It's pick a Vader, pick a couple support pieces, like, <laughs> uh, be efficient <laughs> with a Vader in the list. Um, obviously, there's going to be some people that are excited. Like, uh, Lieutenant Lore going down to three is cool, uh, so you have a, a three-point filler that isn't a TIE Fighter. Um, when and Bombers becomes... The, he's the I three interceptor that when he barrel rolls he does the the, oh, the, the star barrel rolls yeah yeah he does the star oh, gotcha. barrel okay um, when bombers become standard um, Omax is three points Omax is going to be really good yeah because he's only three points um, something so I, I, I noticed I'm sorry go ahead I was saying something I noticed uh, that the standardized loadout Tomax puts elusive on him and even when bombers were standard i never thought of elusive on tomax that actually makes more sense than trying to reload crack shot i mean tomax's ability is blank but sure (laughs) he's also the 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 standard one's also five points versus three so like um i don't believe that that tomax will ever get played he's got barrage rockets and prox mines that's why (laughs) yeah but the three point tomax can do barrage rockets and bomba generator (laughs) like Is is a prox mine over a bomblet worth two points in ship value? I, I don't think so. Probably not. Yeah. But uh, yeah, prox mines going up to ten points was a pretty big hit. A lot of upgrades went up in points. Yeah. So the only upgrades that I think went down that I I think will be impactful is barrage rockets <coughs> and sync laser cannon. Both went down from eight to six. Um, and both of those are very good at making two die ships and two pseudo three die ships. Hold up, barrage yeah. rockets went down to six. Yeah. Um, but both of them are also double slot. Yeah. Uh, now, now like, I'm trying to think how many how many things other than bombers have the double missile. Uh, there's a carry. lot of random stuff. Like, uh, uh, what's his face? The Z95. That's bad. Nadru. Nadru has two missile slots, so you can just put barrage Ooh. rockets on him now if you want. Really. Uh, yeah, his ability is primary only, so he doesn't get the bonus die. But I know, but ship. that's. <laughs> um, but yeah, then like a lot of the other upgrades went up, which I think, in general, their philosophy for it it feels like their philosophy for this um, points change is upgrades are deliberate choices now. Um, mm-hmm. Things like predator and crack shot each going up a point makes it a lot harder to just slap them into a list because you have a couple of points left over. Um, <laughs> what what a wild idea! Yeah, like uh, it's stuff. crazy guys. Well, and the thing is that wasn't always terrible when like a T seventy randomly th- put predator on a ship. That's on it on it. That's not a big deal. But when like Soontier gets to take predator for two, and Soontier can trigger predator all the time, now he has to actually make a choice to take predator rather mm-hmm. than. <clears throat> he has a yeah, shield upgrade and two points left over, so he'll take Predator, which is really good on him. Yeah. It's always nice for people to have to make decisions rather than yeah. just be so do these things. And you're like, okay. yep. In hey, general, like... with a lot of loadout going down and a lot of upgrade costs going up, it is a lot more making sacrifices in list building, which mm-hmm. I, I think is good. I think a lot of people complained that, uh, especially the, like that very first points change, or very first 2.5 release. A lot of ships were just slap everything you want on yeah, them. Just fill everything Absolutely. to the yeah, brim. Yeah. And that yeah. that's not the style of game I like. Yeah, that's true. Been, no. I yeah, think they I realized s- that that a lot of people isn't it's not what they enjoyed. They enjoyed having to make choices in list building. I saw someone referring to the uh low ship count, high upgrade count as gotcha wing, because it's so hard to keep track of what every card does. You can commit to something, and then your opponent goes, gotcha, you forgot about this card, and that feels bad. I uh, mean, if you're playing against opponents like that, then it sounds like you're playing against I mean, shitty yeah, it's opponents. Poor, yeah. Poor like, yeah. Yeah. I understand lists the concept. Are open, lists are open information. Yeah. Like, um, yeah. I think combo wing is how I would have yeah, defined it. Like, it's, mm-hmm. wing, I yeah, I can, yeah, I can put six different upgrades that interact with each other in annoying ways, and even if I tell you about them, that doesn't mean you're thinking about them in the moment, and so it's still right. be hard. And things like, if you had two points and a talent slot open, throwing Elusive on was almost never a bad choice. Now it's four points. So, hey, look, I'm feeling six e, you know, six A-wings with Elusive. Well, I guess I'm not killing anything this game. You know, now it's, okay, you've got to make a serious commitment to do that. Uh, they removed a lot of combos, like uh, Kanan in the Hawk went down to six points of loadout, so no more throwing Force Crew on him. 
Mm-hmm. You know, but Protector of Gleb is still six points. Yeah, and that's... <laughs> you did. Gleb Kanan was yeah, always right. I don't think people are as upset about Kanan being able to do other useful stuff while getting to use his ability once. I think yeah. the problem was Maul Crew. He gets to guarantee to use his ability twice. And if you dare try to kill the ship, reducing everybody's attack, he gets to do it more than twice. Forever. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, well, getting to Alex and uh, Fenral, were, how, many, how much loadout did he have before this? 16. 16, and he's down to 12 now. Yeah. Uh, what was your loadout on Fen before? Usually? Unplayable. Fearless, crack shot, shield upgrade, ion torpedoes. Okay, and now you lose the. Uh, you've been running clan training, is what you're advocating. Yeah, stage, because right? Crackshot doesn't fit anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, and he gained a second mod, so you do. And he gained a second mod. Well, I've actually just been doing shield upgrade for your list, clan training. Oh, okay. I can't argue with that. That seems pretty good. Uh, you know, with some of the changes to loadout, uh, a lot of the bombs going up, uh, some of the ordnance changing. Greg, you've been kind of leaning been into the... 18 points before, not 16. Yeah. yeah. But Greg, Greg, you've been leaning into the FO Bombers. How, do, uh, how does this change for, like, loadout that you tend to want to bring on them? Uh, that's actually a really good point. Um, so before... Um, let's see. I don't know what... Grudge has 10. Okay, so... Or, sorry, 15. Grudge is still four, but could always take, like, more than everybody else. Mm-hmm. Um, now the three pointers are um, a lot lower than they were. I don't remember what they. Eight, were, yeah, eight and I think seven they were points. All, they were all around ten or eleven, I think. Yeah, mm-hmm. and so eight and seven. So actually, funny, we talked about this. You have to try to build with them now. So it's like okay, and Doug and I have talked about this. You start with bomblet generators to keep them a bomber, and then I've been really enjoying putting some munitions on them. So I did cluster missiles. And then there's uh, a talent, so I just throw something on there. But um, well, Dread can take um, ATP, uh, automated target priority. Um, oh, Dread, yeah, Dread, you can go bomblet, skilled bombardier, cluster missiles, and that doesn't sound bad. Yeah, if you let's see, bomblet. Yeah, so there's just things that you can do now, but you have to, you have to. So I was doing concussions, um, and so those are, I think, clusters are a point cheaper. So I had mm-hmm. to go down to clusters. Um, I was doing bomblet generator anyway, but actually, um, I like to have seismics on some of them because it's easier to tag a ace with a seismic in my opinion. And so, like, it was nice to have those bombers kind of flare out, and one of them had seismic, so they had to make decisions. So now I can only fit like seismics and cluster missiles. So they make you. They made me, you know, have to think about the loadout, but the having three is huge because I was trying to fit Kylo in the silencer in a list with some bombers and then 2.5 happened and it was just super awkward. And then it's been super awkward. So now I can fit at least two of those bombers and keep them in the list because right now I just think they're a fun ship to fly. Um, Ritz and I were talking about this and he was talking about just like pulling the bomber out completely. Well, of mine. He was looking at my one of my lists and I was just like, man, it's a fun ship to fly right now. So I don't know if I would pull it out just because I like it. Um, mm-hmm. But it's a three-point ship, and if I have Scorch, I think... Oh, yeah. Scorch with um, uh, Cluster Mines uh, is just a fun little ship to kind of, like, just mess around with. Um, because Scorch's ability is you can spend a hit, and the um, defender, or the person you spent the hit for, gains a strain token. Okay. And I had Ember in a list, so... Uh, Ember and Scorch are both fours, so they kind of work together regardless, even if Scorch doesn't have the missile. Um, so that was a fun little combo I was thinking about doing. And but yeah, if people were like not being able to fit bombers in, now look at your bombers and see what you could throw in with you know a couple of three pointers. Um, I did want to bring up Quick Draw is now five points. I think that she was six points last time. Mm-hmm. Um, so now at five points. So do we think quick draw at five points with twelve loadout is going to be decent? Yes. <laughs> like, yeah, I he, mean, I think quick draw has of... quick draw has always kind of felt like wedge adjacent, yeah, but a yeah, little less, a little more swingy. Like 
Because sometimes Quick Charge just loses all loses all of her shields in one turn, and then it feels really right. bad. And sometimes yeah. you lose one at a time, and she feels amazing. And it's um, so the cheaper she is, the better it is because then that swinging just doesn't hurt as much. Um, yeah. And you can give her a million loadout, and it was still always you needed a coordinator to like reliably get mods over multiple shots. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I think cheaper for less loadout is fine because you don't get all of the toys, but all of the toys didn't super help her do what she wanted to do anyway. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I think it's it's great that she's five with twelve loadout is good. Like you could oh, special forces gunner is zero now. Yeah, yeah so all, all of the SFs lost a lot of loadout, but that's because special but, forces went from five to zero. Right. Okay. Well, interesting. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, so, I think the only ones that were like truly nerfed by it were Phasma and Backdraft. Both lost enough that they couldn't take Proud Tradition and Pattern Analyzer with special forces. Like they used to be able to take all of that, and yeah. now they. They get special forces, but they they can't take both of the other two. Right, gotcha. Uh, something that excites me is that there are nine named T seventy pilots at four points in the resistance. In the resistance, yes. And you can basically just say, "I'm going to fly five T seventies and mix and match your squadron." And if those were generics, that would be amazing. But They've all got between seven and nine loadouts, so you're not bringing a full-on alpha strike list, but you don't need to because they're T-70s. Uh, I will say real quick, I think if you're going to run five T-70s, you should instead run four in Kaz. Yeah. Kaz is also four, and he is still pretty much better than a, than any yeah. of those T-70s available, other than maybe LO. Yeah, I've actually been looking at uh, four T-70s and a Zori. I wanted to you know try that I, again. I would do three Kaz and Zori. <laughs> Okay. Well, I really think you should run Kaz. Kaz is Kaz was very good in the last thing, and he wasn't very popular. And I think he's even better when you have another a bunch of other beefy ships that can wait, help. Is him Kaz out. four? Is Kaz four points now? I thought he was yeah. five. No, he's always been four. Not maybe oh. not always, but for the last two. Did they move anything? The last points he's been four. No. Uh, exactly. four, Fourteen points of loadout. Yep. Okay. Mm. Oh, that might be solid. I like it. Uh. Yeah, Rebels got uh, quite a bit of changes. Again, like the the cheaper arcs and uh, some of the B-Wings. Uh, Y-Wings, uh, we've got three-point Y-Wings again. Uh, so a lot of folks have been incorporating uh, Hall Auckland into the list. I keep wanting to say Hall Oakland, but there's no L in his last name. Uh, Hall Oakland, who's one of the Battle of Yavin guys, whose ability is, uh, during the system phase, if there are no enemy ships at range 1 to 2, you may recover a charge on any upgrade. And he comes preloaded with, uh, is it Hopeful, Dorsal, no, it's, uh, Dorsal, Advanced Protorx, and Precise Astromech. That's the one that lets you uh, spend a charge to do a red, uh, link anything into a target lock. He also has Hopeful, because all of the Battle of Yavin... Oh yeah, the the, the hope ability. Yeah. yeah. But uh I like that he can reload that precise astromech with his ability uh just by running away for a turn. And that Yeah, I mean, end of the day, if you compare him to the CIS bombardment drone DBS four oh four, they are both three point APT carriers, but he has three more health, he has a dorsal turret, and he has the ability to he has the ability to double mod it in one turn, like one for he can. He doesn't have to set it up and then get it off. If he yeah. gets the range one shot, he can just get the fully modified advanced proton torpedo. Uh, and he has the ability to reload stuff if he disengages afterwards. Justice for four hundred four. Four hundred four can fly through rocks without punishment, which true. Hulk can only dream of. But yeah. uh, I mean, I you believe... can just not hit the rock. <laughs> That's no, really well. No, really... The the bigger thing is the catching people off guard by going through a rock that oh, they think they're safe from. Like stupid Siege yeah. of Coruscant Obi-Wan. Yeah, the same similar <laughs> idea. Only he doesn't even have to take strain to do it. He just I know. He just, yep. <laughs> uh, did all the gauntlets go down? Yep. Or a significant number of them? A significant number of them. None of the generics went down. None of the scum ones Maul went didn't down. Go down. Maul went from nine back to eight, but I think oh, he lost. Okay. Rook didn't yeah. change. Rook didn't okay. change. Yeah. I know that the separatist ones went down. Rebel ones yeah. went down. Um, yeah. Empire uh, ones both went down. Was, they were both insanely yeah. overpriced. Yeah. Uh, saw some decreases to the VCX uh, 100. You can fly triple Ghost in Rebels now. Chopper, Callus, and Kanan. Uh, th- that scares me. That seems yeah, like... Yeah, I think you're... <laughs> 
better off making one of them a gauntlet, most likely. But Ezra fits in a six. Yeah, yeah. Callus Kanan, Ezra. Oh, that's actually. Huh, that's awkward. What? That's... I would rather do like Kanan, Chopper, and a gauntlet, but then you're actually at 19. So I guess why you're do you want. Why do you want Chopper? I just don't think Callus is very good now. Oh, well, that's. Uh, higher initiative. I know yeah. he is one green die more tanky. It, it matters sometimes. <laughs> okay, you just pair. It matters sometimes. <laughs> like a single green die on a fourteen health ship is not that relevant, especially when it's a situational green die. Like, I, I'm not saying he's terrible or anything, but like I would, if I'm taking well, one VCX, it's either Kanan or Chopper. Can you it's tell me why Chopper is even good or why Chopper he's is six. even playable? He's six points. He's, he's six, six points. points. He's a point. Yeah, two. I get that, but. That's why. No, Kanan is six. I mean, you're right. Yeah. Callus is seven. Callus is seven. Callus is seven. Yeah. Oh, you've okay. got. That's yeah. yeah. In that particular. Okay. How do you get Copper's ability to work? You like, don't, don't worry about it. He's a six point you, take, you take Sagarera and Magviaro, and you go, if you shoot at me, I punish you. If you don't shoot at me, I punish you. But slightly slower. Yeah. And then Kanan has Kanan's ability and gets 20 loadout. <laughs> yeah, true. Sure. Yeah, uh, Rear Admiral Shirino came down in points to be seven along with his uh, fellow decimators. So that Oiken Morna Boy Vader list can now be uh, Shirino Morna Boy Vader. It gets even better. Uh, then what else? Uh, some of the big. Did the, uh, the YVs go down in points, Alex? Yes. Yeah. Uh, Just Bosk, actually. I think all the rest, well, all the ones no. that were seven went down to six. Yeah, they're just all yeah. six now. Yeah, Morello, Morello is still seven. Is he still seven now? Yeah, Morello yeah. didn't lose loadout though. Or actually, face Laz, Lats came down. Boss okay. lost a decent amount of loadout, enough to be annoying. <laughs> He's one point short of Rakan, so you gotta actually uh, think about your boss build. Yeah. Now here's something that I kind of been on my mind. So, and this is not related to the points so much. But they, in standard, when 2.5 came out, they banned any ship that was able to do dial changing, any cards that dealt with dial peak and dial changing. Uh, Resistance Han for being able to set up in weird places. Uh, Boba Crew, that sort of thing. Morale Eval does a similar trick, but he wasn't touched. That's Is it because just because no he one plays changes, him? No, he doesn't change his dial, and it's not during setup. You have to fly off the board, and then the next turn you come back on the board. It's completely different. On okay. the same side of the board as well. Like, yeah, yeah. I'm just yeah. It, it was wondering because I always thought of that kind of as the same reposition ability. It's just not at the start, but it's no, that like that, that makes very vaguely adjacent. But yeah, like okay. it's not it's not abusable in the same way. Like the thing is, Han could disrupt objective play because he can start, especially at the start of two point five, whenever he could score on turn one. Yeah. yeah. Um, like Han um, could just start at a completely different place from everybody else to to collect points. And is dial can... changing is completely different from flying off the board and coming back on the next turn. <laughs> nah, totally, totally is. <laughs> <laughs> is uh, yeah. is Beckett banned, or can you yeah. still flip rocks around? Uh, nope, uh, Tobias Beckett is certainly banned. That's what about up. Samuel Beckett? Uh, only among the uh, intellectually unwashed, Samuel Beckett Man. is a national treasure. What about Josh Beckett? Oh snap! That's a. 2013 yeah. Boston Red Sox World Series yeah. champion team throwback. Yeah. Yeah. He was also a Marlin for times. <laughs> uh, I, I yeah, really Josh enjoyed Beckett. That's Josh a, Beckett. Yeah, I, I always enjoyed watching him pitch, but he always pitched for the Red Sox against the Cardinals, and it hurt. Because oh, yeah. when I was in high school, Josh Beckett, I just remember, man, it was like Josh Beckett, Tim Wakefield, Kurt Schilling, uh, oh, gosh. Ooh, Roy uh, Halladay. Just, no, know. just on the Red Sox. Oh, just on the Red Sox. That's yeah, funny. it was like um, so stacked. Every time uh, you go pitch, it was just uh, like, oh, who's pitching today? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I don't yeah. even know if Applebaum. Applebaum might have been around. Applebaum was a closer. He was a closer. He was a closer back then. He choked out Bryce Harper, though. That was weird. All right. <laughs> and back to our. <laughs> <laughs> Greg, we'll do a baseball podcast sometime. <laughs> okay. Um, I have. So I'm, I'm going to bring up Separatist, Doug. You can talk about what's good, and I'm going to talk about what I think looks fun. Okay. <laughs> Um, if you I mean, would I don't like know that, what's good, but and what do you get? Bullshit. Okay, so uh, Previsla is down to six. I like Previsla. Mm -hmm. um, and then 
DGS 047 and DGS 286. Um, and the HMPs are down to three. So I think that's going to bring those into the mix, um, make them playable at minimum. So I think I'm going to put at least one on the board. Um, let's see. I'll leave the Nantex for you, Doug, if you want to. Uh, Cad Bane, everybody, everybody in the Rogue is four. Which is in... true in Scum as well. True. Okay. Um, and there is a Mr. 066, who is now five points in a sip infiltrator. Hoomst is now five points? Hoomst. <laughs> um, so that one, I, I really like those. Uh, I just think that they'll make this building a lot more fun. Uh, yeah, there are a couple of... Yeah. yeah, I was going to say, uh, Tri-Fighters went to three, which makes those a lot less feel bad. Uh, just because those tri fighters always seem so expensive for what they do. Yeah. Um, and oh, uh, quick, my quick yeah. thoughts, and and I could be wrong about this because it's like CIS was so not tied to droids in the last patch in the last meta that I have no idea how droid points changes will affect things. And like, so in the last meta, droids are all low initiative, so they were bad, and because they were also expensive, you couldn't bring enough of them to compensate. I still kind of feel like initiative is going to be really important, which will hurt droids. Um, but I think the biggest thing that hurts like HMPs uh, is that they're so target lock reliant and low initiative. Um, they really need a setup turn, and you just don't get that in 2.5, which I think really hurts them. Yeah. Um, I do think that both of the three-pointers can be useful because they both have the tack relay slot, and tack relays got real cheap. I, I don't know if it was over time or in this last batch, the last update. But like Kraken is eight now, and he used to be like eleven, and the others are all even cheaper than that. Yeah. Um, so Greg, you uh, you 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 like beefy lists in separatists. Uh, you can run Bo-Katan in the Gauntlet, Previsla in the Gauntlet, O six six in the Infiltrator, and then uh, DGS at forty seven, the three point gunship with Kraken. Oh, interesting. DGS. He, he's oh in the HMP. Yeah, in the HMP with oh, Kraken. Well, so you that's got a... tanky, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's interesting. Oh, and it's a double gauntlet. Yeah, double gauntlet. So you've got, I mean, gauntlets are hard to kill in the span of a regular game of X-Wing. Uh, so that is, let's see, tw- 11, 22, 32. Wow, that is 40 that. health in a four-ship list. You can fit all that. That just looks fun. Yeah, big big boys on the yeah. <laughs> big boys, yeah. big boys, big boys. Beef's back on the menu. What you gonna do? Yeah. I mean, looking at things like, hey, I'm, you can fly Fenrau in a five ship list, or even more if you like. Uh, yeah, I was looking. It's probably just the five. I mean, I guess you can bring a bunch of bad ships if you wanted to bring six ships. Uh, I was just looking at throwing a. Um, Rebel salad list together. Oh, with, that Fenrau, never mind. Yeah, uh, but instead of Fenrau, uh, it was, it's a uh, Sabine and the Tie Fighter for two points, which seems really good because you can slap Beskar reinforced plating on her, and that becomes a tankier Tie Fighter. Uh, also, clan training. Clan. Uh, she doesn't have room for both. I'm just saying it's also an option. Oh yeah, absolutely. I brought her in the A wing where she brought all those things and starboard slash. Yes, so. <laughs> she's great in A wing. But uh, Sabine Dirk Uladin in the Fang, who I actually kind of want to try out at four points. Uh, seems like he's made for advanced Protorps. Uh, that into Sam with Ezra that Doug had come up with. Uh, Hall Okan Wedge in the A wing with elusive and starboard slash, and then to round it out, Corn Horn in an X wing with some missiles and whatnot and that's just six random ships in rebels that like people said this looks fun to fly and these points make me excited and actually like incentivized to try ships that i've never considered putting on the table before yeah you couldn't have like at the earlier points i don't know if i could have ever justified putting a rebel fang in a list the way i play but now that they're cheap Sure, give me a three-pointer, you know, or a four-pointer that's got three attack and three defense, and sure, I'll absolutely fly that. And if I get killed, oh, I've only lost four points. Yeah, I like that, too. Mm-hmm. You know, there's so much. I don't know if 
I call it efficiency. I don't know if that's the right word, but it's like you've got a full toolbox to play with, and I'm sure there are obviously going to be optimized lists out there, but it feels nice to not be chasing that right now, just kind of exploring the space. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that feels nice. Just build a million different lists and see what's good. Mm-hmm. Or see what you like. Yeah. Because I'm and sure that, there will be, well, I don't know if there's any, are there any big tournaments coming up anytime soon that would? Well, Cafe uh, this Friday, huge tournament. Sweet. Everyone's everyone's coming. Everyone yeah. is everyone is going to be Greg there. I heard Greg was going to win that one. I heard Greg was going to win it twice. What? Dude. <laughs> uh, there are uh, world's open qualifiers and store championships that are coming up. Uh, we'll go into a little bit about those in a later podcast, but uh, you say the price support looks pretty cool for them, and uh, there's some interesting twists that we'll go over uh, maybe in our next podcast. But Doug, you'd mentioned something about uh, Lieutenant Laurier being a three point interceptor as filler. In most of the lists I've been playing around with for uh, Empire, kind of higher initiative still seems to be where I think the Empire's, you know, kind of sitting at really good. And an Interceptor at initiative three, that always just seems a little weird to me. Uh, you know, you've got more experience flying Interceptors than I do. How do you use an, an initiative three Interceptor when people especially lately, I don't know if this is going to change, seem to like the Initiative 5 and up uh, ships. I mean, it's not an ace. It's a blocker and objective ship. Yeah, the piece that if you ignore it can can do a lot of damage, but if, if they you focus on it, it was three points. Exactly. Okay, well. I mean, it's just you got to change your mindset. Yeah, and that's, that's the thing I'm, you know, trying to learn to do because... I, I get into the trap of interceptors got to be arc dodging because that's what Soontir does. But yeah, I mean, that's he's what Soontir does. Fred Joe, the freaking I3 guy, he can't arc dodge. He's got to figure out new ways to kill people. Fred Joe. Fred Joe. You know, classic Fred Joe. Old Frederick Joseph, interceptor pilot. Little, little, little Fred Joe. Just Fred Joe and over there. Just, just Fred Joe and around. He's a little Fred Joe boy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna go call Archer Fred. Fred J. <laughs> Weird at the moment. All right. Back All right. Well, uh, anything else that you know? We mentioned that there were some nerfs out there, but most of those were due to you know reducing loadout and the increased uh, cost of upgrades. So I think ships that were more dependent or ships that made the best use of having a billion upgrades and cards got the axe a bit. They're not still... I mean, I wouldn't call any of those ships that were there still bad. It's just they can't be as beefy and carrying all the toys they used to. So, uh, you know, like you said, things aren't just slap everything on there. You have to make choices that matter now. They and... murdered Q9. They Did killed they? him. He's they dead. Did. They took away his second crew slot. Oh. Play that combo so bad, dude. And like, It's because it's so good. I literally saw just... that and I was like, oh. I was like, no, nah, man, Greg, you're clearly just missing a crew slot. And then I went. Yeah, I like, oh, you were God, like, no, 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 can't be. No, he doesn't. He's got. What was the? He said, it... did he have? Did they give the trade crew for gunner? I was like, nah, I always has had the gunner. It's fine. Mm-hmm. Which was, was, was true because it, it was dang gunner I, that I always forgot about. But... You ran him with what? IGD and uh, Lando. And Lando. Okay, mm-hmm. so he always has his billion green. Token yeah, I'm starting to think that Doug's force point crew was the correct choice is the correct choice going forward over than just keeping ig then again i haven't built it so points in my network but ig gives you a set calculate when you calculate force gives you a second calculate no matter what action you do like who Uh, would your crew be who is that i don't know whichever one's the cheapest cheapest uh or i don't i haven't built it yet so i don't know what the like whatever combination fits better like i like ahsoka more than savage at the same cost but with the Mandalorian coming down to six points from seven, uh, but only having ten loadout, do you still think Q9 is a uh, better Razor Crest than the Mandalorian? Maybe. I don't know. I thought 100% still when he had two crew slots. <laughs> like, when I thought he had two crew slots, I right. thought Q9 was definitively still better than the Mandalorian. Uh, but now I'm not so sure. I don't know. I'll have to time will tell. I'm not in a point where I 
feel like I can make uh lie to the snap people. judgment. Yeah. Lie to them. Like you can't even afford notorious on like you can do just notorious and a illicit on the Mandalorian and that's it. Or just the child and an illicit on the Mandalorian. So the Mandalorian's not Oh, they stripped for points down hard. Down to ten points. Oh yeah. my gosh. When he was released yeah. he was like twenty four. Twenty four points? Oh my yeah. god. So you can do title contraband and the child on the Mandalorian. Is that better or worse than somebody like uh so it's ten now, sad. Well, they're both they both suck. I hate them both. <laughs> uh, I put the child on Q nine. And then I can still do an illicit and burnout slam. Not too bad. Uh, uh I don't really care about the burnout slam. Yeah. So what are the three points? Yeah, uh, Scum's mascot, Bosk, in the Z95 for two points with three loadout. Uh, what loadout? Uh, it says, I'm looking at him, you know, Marchmanship seems like an auto-include, uh, yes. but what do you do with two points? Thanks uh, for handling. Thanks for handling? Okay. Do. I pointed it out, I'm like, yeah, it's the right choice. Uh, three, my, three. Yeah, I think I would run fearless, personally. Do it. run fearless as one. So it's three total? Is that Three total. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Because my thought was marksmanship and dead man switch because he is still in a Z95 and is going to die. Yeah, dead man switch has the potential to ruin you far more than it does them. Because they get to choose, they 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 have much more of a say when your ship dies than you do. <laughs> oh, I beg to differ. I know when my ships are going to die. It's when I play them. <laughs> During, feels set- like a bad time During setup, I become you know comfortable with the death of my ships. Like I'm never going to see them again. Yes. All right, Go but off. my point is, your opponent <laughs> choose, has a much bigger say, and when the dead man switch detonates, then yeah, you so do. they can choose yeah. not to shoot at you, right? Well, and so you make a good point with expert handling that Bosk is potentially going to be rolling a lot to line up that bullseye if you have marksmanship. So oh, there's that. Yeah, and depending on the list, like if you are just going with a self-sufficient, completely no coordinator in your list, Bosk, then uh, fearless is probably the right. Mathematically, fearless is the right choice if you're going to trigger it. Like fearless is. Mathematically, as good as a target lock, if it triggers, like. And you said with no coordinator. Yeah, like I, I, I start a lot of my lists with a coordinator because. Interesting. Well, okay. I like playing X-wing. Like, <laughs> and the way to play X-wing is to cheat. <laughs> now, uh, but I mean, now that I realize gamut key in the hawk is four instead of three, that makes me a little sad. That's fair and smart. Makes me a little sad. <laughs> it's yeah. fair and smart, but also sad. Yeah, I say. Okay, I was hey, gonna run. Ben is still six. Ben's still, still six. six. That's true. I can run two hawks now and not feel bad because Dace Bonearm, he's in it, boys. Four points <laughs> yes. for a Moldy Crow hawk. Hawk by yeah, the title. By by ability or not, four points for a Moldy Crow hawk is value. Bye bye bye. So. I'm looking at this list and I'm going, okay, well, what if I swapped out Kanan for Dace Bonearm? I, I, I'm not sure I'd do that. <laughs> I just mean, like, mm. if you're looking for, like, I don't know, like, yeah. for me, I'm going to bring Dace over Kanan, or not Kanan, over Polyp for the Moldy okay. Crow Hawks. Like, I think comparing a Moldy Hill Croc to a non Moldy Crow Hawk is a, well, a, yeah. A futile. So the, the five ship scum list I'm looking at is Fenral, Cadbane, Dirge, Kanan, and Bosk. So you're saying you'd probably switch out one of the rogues for uh, Moldy uh, Dace? I mean, I don't know if I probably would. I just heard the list. But I would definitely consider it. I'd also consider like Joyrek off at four points I really like. Okay. Um, Joy, can, uh, Joy can bring the Ion Torps and something else is interesting. I don't remember what it was. Yeah, Maybe it's just the Ion Torps. Yeah, just bring torps. Don't bring missiles. It doesn't work like yeah, that. Yeah, her ability doesn't work missiles. with missiles. Oh, she gets sadly. one point after the. Or she gets three points. Yeah, fearless and the torps is what I bring on her. So you slam oh. into range one. You say I have fearless focus and wedges ability. Or you shoot at my I four four initiative four point thing. Like I like it. Well, I think we can all agree there's a lot of options out there. Uh, it's going to be quite a while before we see them all. I think we're going to see some things that really surprise us. Uh, is there anything about this points change we're unhappy with? Nothing. How about we just enjoy X-Wing for a while before yeah. we complain about things? Like nothing Uh-oh. nothing hey, that hey, makes hey. me upset. What kind of attitude is that, Doug? <laughs> Probably the one from somebody who's tired of how toxic the community's been. That's very true. Uh, but it seems to be, at least from what I've seen, 
by and large, the majority has been positive about this. So, hey, I'm I'm cool with that. And more importantly, uh, I'm positive about it. And that's really all, yeah, like, as far as my thing. opinion goes, that's what I care about. <laughs> like, I, even if everyone else is upset, but I'm happy. And you I, might I, play a game. You might I, go to a game store. And if then it weren't as, when you for cat allergies, you I'd have played a game on Saturday. Also, yeah, I thought when multiple people said they wanted to play X-Wing, we'd get more than one game in going at once, and then we didn't, which was kind of sad. Well, but that's okay. Uh, and uh, But then, unfortunately, cat allergies limit my ability to be there. Yeah. And I say this with all sincerity, Alex. I am so happy to see you excited about X-Wing again. Well, it's been a while. Yeah, it really has. Well, I mean... <laughs> and, it's hard to get excited about anything when you're just worn down all the time. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I get, I'm excited. It's, it's fun. My list is packed for Friday already. So Awesome. Well, uh, Unless I change that, my mind, which is possible. That's true. Uh, with that, do we have any shout-outs to give this week? I already reverse shouted out Nick Sperry earlier, so I think I'm good. <laughs> shouted him in. Uh, <laughs> Doug, anybody to... Uh, yeah, my father, Bob Hill. My Indeed. Father. Thanks for providing us lodging while we were in your neck of the woods, Bob. That's always enjoyable. Uh, uh, Greg, you got to see the uh, the Star Wars room for the first time. I did. I hope to see it in all of its glory when it is when it relocates. Uh, yep. Yes. Uh, any uh, shout outs from you, Greg? Uh, yeah, just the whole uh, uh, the whole Scrubcast. That was an amazing event. Everybody was great. Matt did an amazing job. As the uh, the as marshal the judge, yeah. yes, it was. It was always there when you needed him to, um, standing on chairs and such. So uh, everybody did a great job. The cookies were amazing, and That's the true. prize support was insane. I literally looked at their table, and I was thinking, like, those were like finalist prizes or something. And they're mm-hmm. like, no, yeah. these are these are the prizes we've gotten for you know whatever. And then they just draw your name, and you get to pick one. And I was just like. This is some crazy price support. So yeah, get on them. Everything was amazing. Well, it was a hella tournament. It was a hella tournament. It was the most hella. Uh, hella. With that, uh, looking forward to tournament this Friday at Game Cafe. Check out the Mocan X-Wing group if you're interested. We are always there to have a good time. So, for Tashi Station Radio, I'm Matt. I'm Doug. I'm Alex. And I'm Porg. And let's enjoy these new points. 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 Don't get so excited, Doug. Doug's not chanting. Doug's not chanting. Doug's refusing to play along. Embrace the gimmick, Doug. Points. Tashi Station Radio is brought to you by the team of Greg Smith, Alex Smittle, Doug Howe, and Matt New. If you'd like to help us out with hosting and production costs, you can go to ko-fi.com slash Tashi Station X-Wing and make a donation. It's always appreciated. Be sure to follow us on Facebook at Tashi Station Radio, an X-Wing podcast, for news and updates. And as always, thanks for listening.